0: Ladies and fellas, are you trying to attract a particular man or woman in your life and it seems you're becoming annoying to them, sending them message after message, and they're ghosting you, not returning your texts or not getting back to you? Starting to feel frustrated and feel like you are a failure or not cut out to attract any man or woman? I understand where you're coming from. If it helps you feel better, I have no kids, and most people in my generation already have grandkids. Here's a quick cheat code for you stop what you're doing right now and focus on not trying to attract anyone. Yes, here's the sucky part, I know you're horny as fuck and you want to, well, fuck? I get it. If it's that bad that you need pussy or dick right now in an emergency without trying to spit game, I suggest hiring a hooker or prostitute and calling it a night. And if you think that's bad or immoral, then buy a vibrator or a male sex toy but consider this. What's a prostitute? It's anyone who perform a sexual act in exchange for money. So mind as well call it a typical date. Prostitution is encouraged in society when you take a person out, or they take you out, you, or they, order the food, the movies, buy petrol or fuel to drive to the places to go, buy cologne or perfume to smell good, and possibly buy the condoms and get a room for the night. Now, how many dollar signs did you just see throughout of that entire list? And all that is before you even get some pussy or dick, that's if you get some at all. There's no guarantee, and it shouldn't be. So I guess that's the only difference, one is discretionary prostitution and the other is the prostitute actually asking, looking for a good time? And that's before you even think about really having a relationship with anyone. Let's say you got it out of your system and you finally meet, the one. You're in love and now talking about marriage, so you finally buy an engagement ring. So, add up all the expenses from the time you met this girl or guy all the way up to proposal into the wedding day, that's about a couple of G's worth of prostitution right there, and that's before dropping a few hundred thousand on the wedding ring. So, in hindsight, society inadvertently supports prostitution, just don't tell them that. And, if you believe I'm calling you a prostitute because you're currently dating someone, then you missed our whole point and should replay that part, again. But I'm going way ahead of myself we're not even close to a relationship. Right? You are sitting here saying, dude, girls literally hate me, can't even attract a girl because it's me, I don't even know why I was born, if I can't have the looks girls get turned on by, why the fuck am I here? If you're a girl, you might be saying something similar about a guy you like who's not giving you any attention. I feel you bro. I feel you girl. I was in your shoes, I know the frustration. I was born with a physical impairment so just imagine how they saw me. Triple Whammy Hollywood, celebrity worship and entertainment has really caused a detriment to not only relationships, but our culture relating to dating, what we think we're attracted to, and unrealistic expectations that is nearly impossible to reenact or perform without the special effects or auto-tuning. I vehemently hated celebrity worship since I was a kid, Looking at the rabid obsession over a particular person because you see them on TV or hear them on the radio, and I never understood their logic. Like, what has you so fucking obsessed over that particular celebrity in the first place? Because you really think they are hot or have a talent? In an overly entertaining obsessed society, celebrity worship is an unrealistic artificial stimuli that has anyone go crazy over a particular celebrity because, everyone else is trained to like him or her, paired with the so-called, fear of missing out or FOMO on the fanbase just to fit in. One example of this is my experience seeing a guy who almost fit the typical physical specimen of the sexiest man alive, or you would see in the former Abercrombie and Fitch storefront, but this regular guy who is not a celebrity is not being mobbed over like moths to a blue light, yet, he looks ten times hotter than what you would see on TV. I have seen tons of hot guys and girls throughout my life that you would swear they should be models, yet, no one is bomb-rushing them for an autograph or begging for a kiss, because, they are not a so-called celebrity. That itself made me despise celebrity worship, because the attraction is artificial where the fans have no mind of their own, they would fall in love with whatever the Hollywood wind blow them to. That is, you are not really into, nor ever were, into that person from a natural attraction from the get-go, why now? Because Kiss FM, Wild 106, Kicker 108, or 106 in Park told you to? Or in better terms, because Viacom CBS, Comcast Corporation, Universal Music Group or any of the big giant media conglomerates tell you who to love, and or hate. Otherwise you'd know about that person and want to be with them long before they ever picked up a mic, tried out for their first movie scene, made their first album, commercial or TV debut. This celebrity worship shit has really fucked up so many relationships on so many levels I can't even figure out where to start, but I'll touch on this more on part 2 of this episode, however it is important for me to reference this simply because of two factors. For one, I never had a girlfriend throughout my youth simply because I could not live up to the hype or have as much, quote-unquote, sex appeal as their celebrity crush, and this was not my assumption, this was told to me by a girl I had a crush on at that time. I was compared to a popular R&B singer at the time, and she made it very clear that unless I was him, she would never ever allow me to, in quote, get some of this ass. That was decades ago in junior high, but it hit me so deeply in my core, I almost became gay. Nah I'm just joking, but seriously though, it hurt so bad, my crush on her melted away almost instantly. That had a huge impact on my life regarding relationships where I stayed single for almost two decades because of that alone that itself led me to my second point. To anyone who is celebrity hungry and easy to amuse, I would tell you or anyone, if you're so goddamn obsessed with him or her and you're in a relationship, drop your girlfriend, boyfriend, husband and or wife, right now, let them live their real organic life with someone who's naturally attracted to them, and you go find your fucking celebrity crush and marry them tonight. And leave your current partner alone so they can live their own respective lives. It would only be a matter of time where you'll get tired of your stupid celebrity crush, their spotlight, the public scrutiny, and the paparazzi will overwhelm you, but for now, go after them and do it quick, like tonight. Just be careful that their security detail would sooner or later consider you a possible threat. So, as I was growing up in my teens all the way up to my late 30s, I realized why most girls I came across ignored or ghosted me. I was not featured on MTV, BET, People magazine or discovered, yet. The television and radio, Hollywood have not marketed to them to be obsessed with me. I'll have to think really hard before signing my soul away just to be in the position to feel like I can get some booty anywhere and anytime. In other words, you're trying to attract someone who is told who to like and love. At the right price, of course. So what did I do? I said to all of them to go fuck themselves. I threw a middle finger, and I focused on my businesses. And that's when it happened. It took me years to heal from that moment, years. I can talk about it more general now, but before I did this one thing for myself, every time I talked about it, it put a gut wrenching feeling in me and made me not really want a relationship, because I could almost guarantee that anyone I would have a relationship with would be more sexually obsessed over their celebrity crush than me, and the same goes with women who is with a man who fantasize about his celebrity crush, fantasizing about all kind of ways they could make love, yet, your sex life with him is rice cakes. I can't say vanilla because if you knew the benefits that real organic vanilla has in your sex life, you wouldn't call it vanilla life. In other words, he or she would try anything in bed with their celebrity crush if they had a chance that they could never see themselves doing with you. Now, how does that feel? That is 100% raw celebrity worship for you. Saying all this regarding celebrity worship and its relations to dating along with how we view dating, celebrity worship and pop entertainment culture has influenced the way we date over the centuries, how we see ourselves, and expectations we put on others. I also overstand how effective it is regarding the bottom line of corporations using celebrities as a way to sell a product or service, because entertainers does have massive influence, and a deep emotional connection towards their fans thanks to the psychological effect in manipulation industries has invested in order to invoke a sexually charged obsession and attraction to the artist and or actor. I understand how effective these tools are to influence our sexual views and how we even see ourselves. At the same time, I have a problem with anyone trying to manipulate me in any artificial way which influenced my issue with celebrity worship. I know who's behind it and what they're selling, and I'm not buying any of it. This does not mean I do not enjoy listening to certain artists and watching movies of certain actors, but I'm not some rabid fan trying to kill myself to be close to them. They eat food, they piss, their shit stinks just as bad, their breath smells like a dumpster every morning, and they get rancid B.O. just like every fucking body else, so cut the crap about putting them in some fucking pedestal as if they're not human or you'll be disturbingly surprised, if you manage to marry them, like you claim you want to do. Just prepare to handle whatever crap they dish out while you're at it. So I became my own celebrity, I became my biggest fan, and I created my own fan base and groupie after I did this one thing that helped me attract higher quality people in my life. I was no longer desperate or miserable. I started creating for my businesses. And of course, if you're a guy you might say, oh sure, you're making my whole fucking point about girls, you built a successful business, And now they took notice and finally gave you attention because you have money now, whoop-tee-doo. I knew it was about money and wealth. Not exactly, and I'll explain later in this episode. If you're a girl, you might feel like you'd be the last person a magazine would feature on their cover for guys to want and desire. You might also feel like you'd be that one girl most guys naturally look over. You might even be a single mom with one, maybe two, or even eight kids with different fathers who may not be in the picture, and you feel as if you have baby daddy drama written all over your face, and not one guy in his right mind would even talk to you let alone be romantically interested in you and you feel like you might be past your prime because of it. This makes you feel inadequate and even useless so why bother? I also understand how you feel and want you to know that your feelings mean something to me that I feel inclined to remedy. This is a prime example of how detrimental it can be when we are stuck in our own head on how we see and feel about ourselves, and the energy that puts out that might be sending signals that you prefer not to be attractive to anyone and you may not know it. Our own self-conscious thoughts can even sabotage our dating incompatibilities with the opposite sex. But to validate your feelings you have of these assumptions, I will apologize to the way society has treated you, giving you that illusion. I am so sorry about that. We were unfortunately born in a capitalistic money-hungry material world where the quality of hooking up with a date is based on a job interview-like interrogation wondering if your credit is good enough, where just because you're a single parent you're automatically seen as a financial trap, where divorces are an all-time high due to financial problems, suicide rates are doubled due to financial traps, and sex robots are sold out with a waiting list by those who are sick and tired of playing games with other fucked up humans that don't know what they want. Yeah that shit does suck. But you throwing your hand up and telling all females to go fuck themselves, or you thinking all guys are the same and just go ahead on into becoming a lesbian is not why you start attracting women, men or both. Of anything, telling them to go fuck themselves would be doing them a favor, and I explain more on our first episode. I was desperate when I was in my teens and twenties because women, or for a better tone, other people and their feelings about me was important to me on one hand, while juggling with not giving a fuck on the other. They became a drug that was not giving me my fix. Mind you, I have a very high sex drive now, however, I had just as much throughout my entire life up to my early teens, like, who didn't? Right? Like, no shit. I could only imagine how many girls I knew would vomit at the thought of me fantasizing about them, yeah it was like that. Or so I thought, unless they liked it, I don't fucking know I can't read fucking minds like they expect me, or you two. That sex drive and adrenaline had to go somewhere, because girls I knew didn't give me the liberty to express it with them. So where could it go? Where could I use it productively and safely? I started a membership at a gym down the street from me and started my own network marketing business around the same time. I was watching a video that showed me exactly where to channel my sexual frustration, tension and energy. This part is also going to sound very frustrating but hear me out. You have tons of sexual energy that so many women and guys if you're a girl or lgbtq are missing out on you know for a fact that you could give them eye-rolling spontaneous pleasure and orgasms that would make them hungry for your cock or pussy you know you are a good lover if any woman or man would only give you a chance right wrong you see the reason why you're dispelling women or men from you is because of what your sexual energy really is And your distraction has been wasted on potato chip energy due to your lack of knowledge on how to use it as delicate and delicious as a sweet and creamy souffle, yet as powerful as an earthquake combined with an orgasmic tsunami. Your sexual energy is strong and potent, but you're trying to share it with those with potato chip mentalities who are easily entertained and amused, and cannot handle it or deserve to experience it. By ignoring you, ghosting you, playing you on, calling you a pervert, etc., is actually doing you a big favor. For one, their ego will not, and I repeat, will, not, allow them to tell you they find you sexually intimidating, and they can't handle what you possibly have. And for two, they are telling you that you are way out of, their, lee, but again, their ego will not allow them to tell you that. But for shits and giggles, let's say one of them, girl or guy you like, all of a sudden feels sorry for your poor ass and said, okay, let's fuck. First of all, you would lose your shit. I know it because you're already losing it over them right now for not hitting you up, so let's cut the bullshit. Yes, you know it and I know it, you think you know what to do once you see him or her laying there, ready to get it on with you, but you don't. All of that energy begging and pleading that you already wasted had distracted you from investing in the most important asset ever, you. When I chose to express my sexual tension on working out and building my businesses, I stopped talking to girls I knew, and even cut down the frequency of which I would reach out to them. I'd say hi and bye here and there, but overall I was too productive doing me. I started working out, gaining muscle tone, invested in my wellness, ate cleaner, thus, improved my mental focus, and started investing in my spiritual health. This followed with improved financial health, and I started attracting newer higher quality friends while dropping old friends from my circle. I got so preoccupied with meeting with customers, promoting my brand and learning to meditate, that I almost forgot about the same girls that was rejecting me earlier. They didn't know what I was doing because I purposefully never shared my progress on social media. I felt, if they didn't care about me then, why now? So if they wanted to know what I was up to, they knew where I lived and where I worked. But as I was building myself, I started attracting newer women in my life. Catch the word, newer. This means, the girls I was trying to attract before was not even close to the quality of women who was reaching out to me after. The quality of these women were over a 10 in not just looks, but in personality, energy and agendas. Yes, these women had agendas, something that girls before did not have. These women knew who they were, knew what they wanted, had the expectation to get it, and they were strong. Yes, they were headstrong, and they could command a room. My entire life I loved strong women who knew what they want because I always knew what I wanted, was raised in a family full of strong women, and ain't no stupid ass kindergarten game from a little boy even in his 40s could impress them because they seen and heard it all. Those were the women I was attracting to my personal and business life. I started hanging out with them, learning from them, and they are fun as fuck. No, we didn't have to fuck, we didn't have to have sex, but our sexual energy combined gave us the ability to develop one juicy powerful mastermind, sharing crazy ass ideas that could move mountains. Was I and still as horny as fuck? Fucking eh? But instead of these women calling me a freak, a typical guy, or hornball, they actually embraced my sexual urges and taught me how to transmute it to create. You hear that? They, taught me how to use my sexual frustration and hunger to create. They didn't bash me for having a normal healthy human urge, they taught me how to use it productively instead of the contrary. So what am I saying? The reason you keep getting rejected by these little girls or boys that look like they're 20 or 30-something is because they are little girls and boys, mentally. They see your physical, they see your bank account, and you don't have what they think they want. You are annoying, so they will treat you accordingly. That's why I'm telling you to stop. A lot of celebrities had to learn the hard way on this regarding their fans and those they hooked up with during their prime. They were soon left empty and alone after they realized who they were really attracting. So drugs became their new chemical romance. Stop trying to get a fast food fuck, it's only a temporary fix and it will suck, and not in a feel-good way. It would be a waste of moment in bed, getting you full temporarily, but never get you nourished and fed. After the disappointing romp, They will go behind your back telling others how bad you were in the sack, unless they're like me where they never kiss and tell, how you had no rhythm, and worse, how they faked an orgasm just to get you off. Of them of course. Whether you're a girl or guy, you don't want that on your vibration for life. It's not worth it. Bad sex with a lower frequency happened to me, mostly flirted, teased and fondled each other, but never actual sex, but it did affect me negatively. I'll explain why that is important to mention regarding energy in part 2. I did notice something different though. All those times I was very horny and was not sharing that energy with a high quality partner yet, my creativity was on fire. Ideas for inventions was coming to me at fast pace, and I was attracting new customers to my business without reaching out to them or heavy marketing. I like doing foreplay, that's my forte, but apparently not for her, and we went straight at it. It was after that moment was where I noticed I was more tired, exhausted and couldn't design or think of newer ideas for a minute. My sales skills even dried up for a while. It was like she energetically fucked the creativity out of me for a brief moment. Saying all that, this description was not meant to make her look bad, for it was not her fault. It was mine for not knowing how to be sexually disciplined myself. It started to remind me of the sermon I grew up hearing about fornicating outside of marriage or fucking with the wrong partner. For them, it was all morale and religious dogma bullshit, but then after investing in knowing myself and learning about how energy works, they might have had a point, to an extent without going into details of why, which I will touch on later in this episode regarding lust. What I did know is she was not expressing her creativity or investing in her personal growth. She was very pessimistic about life and everything in between, always talked about being poor, and she focused on gossip and drama. When we were sexually teasing each other, I took in all of her energy which distracted me from focusing on my businesses. To learn more about the habit of drifting and how our culture trained us to use sex to drift and be distracted and sluggish in our efforts that truly affect our wellness journey, I highly suggest picking up Napoleon Hill's book, Outwitting the Devil, that you can find in our Amazon link below, which we do get a small commission with your order. We really appreciate you for helping support this podcast when you order through our affiliate links. What if having sex with just some random person is not exactly a bad thing, but just a word of caution that if their energy is all fucked up and in a lower vibration to yours, it's toxic to you, thus, drain every life form you have to breathe into your goals, dreams and agendas. You're not sure what emotional and energetic baggage they're carrying, and they transfer that baggage onto you. No matter how good looking you think they are, they are carrying a shitload of toxic energy, and you're taking it all in. Are you prepared for that? To learn more about this phenomenon, listen to our episode titled, "Sex Heal." Having sex with a partner or, partners, that corresponds with your soul and frequency creates the most potent mastermind meeting ever, full of pleasure and climaxes that can move the most challenging mountains of your life, yet, open you up to ideas and creations that could literally move your life and goals forward. This is why I believe both business and pleasure mixes very well, intertwines and coexist. Sexual Wellness Confidence of knowing thyself, pleasure and lust, when used correctly, combined with business have not only created the most sexiest and boldest companies ever, but is the foundation of bringing disruptive products and services into the market that changes the game of the same old politically correct corporate America. Focus on creating, your art, building a business, making music or starting a band, start a podcast, do whatever it takes to create, you'll be shocked at the ideas and things your sex drive comes up with, especially when you're horny even when you have sex with a partner that vibes with your energy. Our sex drive is our life's secret weapon of sane ideas of creativity, things you wouldn't believe would inspire you to create and build in a boring insane world. This is where we talk about lust. What is lust? I love the idea and feeling of lust. It's what brought me into this world and this life that I absolutely love. It enabled me to create and come up with mind-blowing ideas. Growing up in religion, I do overstand where they were coming from and their reason behind criticizing lust, deeming it as a sin. However, they only told half the story, focused only on the negative parts. But this episode wants to explore the positive side of it, for there are spiritual and physical benefits of lust. It is a consciousness, emotion and a sensory of stimulation. When used correctly, it can be very magical. Lust is delicious and yummy, and I love having a dirty mind that makes me feel so horny, then, use that horny feeling of strong lust, and transmute it into my ideas and creations. Almost 90% of the income and wealth of the wealthiest most influential and powerful people on earth comes from transmuting their lust and sexual energy to create, because the wealthiest people on earth have extremely high sex drive. The last thing they will ever waste it on is with some insecure judgmental peasants that only get turned on over whatever Hollywood is selling them, looks, money, fame and whatever People magazine says and there's a good chance these girls, and yes, most guys if you're a girl listening to this, have a celebrity crush they drop their panties or underwear for because Hollywood influences who they like, knowing damn well they never gave two shits about them before they were so-called discovered, became famous, and made any album or appeared in any movie, and you are not one of them. So I suggest you stop giving them your attention, and start paying attention to how you can transmute and utilize your potent, delicious, powerful sexual frustration and tension. Lust is opposite of anger with a similar strong emotion attached to it. It forces mountains to be moved, and have your desires wanting to mount onto you, obsessed with who you are becoming. And trust when I say this, when you are exactly where you're meant to be, the last thing you want is to hook up with the so-called girls and guys you think you're obsessed with now. You just wait? You just fucking wait. You, and they ain't seen, or felt nothing yet. Embrace the lust that saturates you from head to toe. Embrace that yummy, delicious fire of desire running through your sexual organs, genitals, nerves and chakras. Yes, fantasize what you're doing to whoever you're fantasizing about, let them want you, let them desire you, let them yearn for your love stick or juicy fruit, let them writhe in ecstasy over how good you are in bed, let them feel how good it is to feel wanted, needed, desired, the sin of her wanting you inside of her or wanting him to be inside of you. Ah! Let the lust take you away from here. Now stop. Then create. Take that feeling and create. Becoming an automatic sex god and goddess. Let me be the first to tell you that I'm not an expert in BDSM or sex performance for you, your partner, or anyone else except for me. I'm my own expert. When you get to know who you are from a divine level, the universe flows through you easier to express itself, and sex is no exception. That's right. The universe loves sex just as much as you do because, sex creates. How else did the big bang start? Somebody was fucking and lo and behold, boom, boom, here we are. One of the many benefits of investing in yourself is the fact that you're realizing you are a sexual being having a human experience, and with your words, all things are possible. One of my favorite things in life to do among many things I enjoy doing is fuck. I love fucking, and it's one of my favorite things about life. I love sex. I love having it as much as I can, I love masturbating, I love watching others masturbate, and I love expressing my sexuality and hunger for it just like you would tell me all the things you might enjoy in life. Most of my friends and those in my personal circle thinks I'm a nympho, in a good way, they admit they've learned a lot from me regarding this subject. But believing I'm obsessed with it and it's all I talk about does make our conversations that more interesting. Are you experiencing this too? I tell them it's not my fault that this society is deprived from discussing it openly in a healthy way, people just don't talk about it enough. It's not that I'm quote-unquote obsessed with it, I just know more about it, and it is part of me, for I am an intelligent, spiritual, sexual being. It's very important for me to even reclaim and take ownership of my inner slut, and it's important that you take back and reclaim your inner slut as well. Now before you trip or get all antsy about the word slut, Hold your confusion for part two on this subject, we are going to get very deep on this controversial word, including the origins of that word and what it might have meant based on sexual empowerment. It can also be really fun when you have partners that enjoys their sexual identity and energy just as much as you do and trust when I say, you automatically attract them in your life. Let me re-emphasize this, it doesn't mean you and your partner or partners would fuck every day like rabbits, quite the contrary. If you fuck every day, then fuck every day, but this is about procreating ideas and life desires. Part of the benefits of knowing yourself is becoming an automatic sex god or goddess. Your sexual and orgasm intelligence increases by 1000%, your ability to perform is boosted, your body's chemistry start to align with your partners, and the sensitivity to have mind-altering spine-tingling climaxes start to become more potent. Ideas on enhancing your sexual experiences start to come to you at real time, invoking spontaneous and creative ways to make love and express the lust even more deeper and mesmerizing. And the best part is you don't have to guess what he or she likes, or if they are enjoying it or coming or faking anything, you both automatically sink into each other's rhythm of hitting that spot time and time again. You automatically get upgraded to a point where you know exactly how, where, and when to hit his or her most deepest, delicious, rarely if ever explored spots that would drive him or her comados for you in your dick or pussy game as they say you would be guided by the divine to drive him or her wild, and hit love spots, sending them to places he or she never thought was possible, and that's when they will realize that you are a god or goddess. You didn't physically do anything different, you didn't earn extra money, grow a few inches taller, add inches to your cock, tighten your pussy walls up more, build extra muscle tone, or buy some expensive fragrance, nor did you improve your game in speaking to him or her, what you did was invest in your mind, body and soul, tapped into the inner sexual genius and you lay dormant for years, appreciated your body, thus, able to appreciate and explore his and hers. You dismissed all the boys or girls you were being rejected by, you erased them out of your frequency and vibration, and you put all of your energy in improving your connection to the divine. Everything you ever need and want is in the divine. Within. You just got to know how to do it. To the fellas listening to this. This is not about trying to get laid by dozens of women, this is a given, that's the byproduct that's not even important. It might be important to you right now, but that's like saying you want to get wet while learning how to swim in the ocean. No shit, you're obviously going to get wet in the ocean, while swimming, but getting wet isn't your main objective of swimming, it's to have the ability to know useful techniques of movement through water. It's obvious you're going to attract women or men from various energetic levels who will find themselves wanting to fuck you for some apparent reason, but that's not your concern, your main agenda is to know thyself so you can deal with the world's bullshit while getting what you want, while knowing useful techniques of moving energy. If you want to fuck a dozen men and or women while finding yourself, then fuck away Jose Rizé, but remember that is only a byproduct, not the agenda. But be forewarned. Exchanging sacred energy via sex can drain the fuck out of you if you do it with a person of a low vibration, including those girls you were trying to impress this whole time. Ladies, same rules go for you as I mentioned for the fellas. What I mean by that is, you are taking in their fears, anxiety, ailments, mental issues, drama, health issues, childhood traumas, and everything in between when you fuck them. You're fucking their previous partners if they never learned to cut energetic cords from them, and you're taking on their stale, stagnate energy if they have not learned to heal and transmute the emotions, beliefs and thoughts that justify those issues. Can you imagine how many people fuck each other and swapping not only spit, but all that energetic shit just sloshing around from one person to the other? Yeah it feels good at that moment and the euphoria is temporary, like a drug addict chasing a high, but the symptoms after is long-term and can cause detriment to your mind, body and soul health, creativity, ideas, etc., which could justify why people believe that STDs exist. When your body is in extreme low vibration and acidic, your body respond to it which can look like a flu-like symptom due to your immune system being affected by an acidic body, which could also produce warts, sores, etc. All you're seeing is an acidic body in a low vibration. Another STD is depression that you might have caught, because you fucked someone who was depressed after they believed they couldn't fuck any girls or guys that didn't like them until you came along. It's important for us to dissect what STD might mean from an energetic standpoint. The word, sexual is what we cover in the episode, sexaheal, referencing how it's an intense energetic exchange that transmits information. This information can be stagnate emotions and beliefs that is interfering with your health, income, and your body's physiology. Your body could be alkaline or acidic based on your pH balance, but it is also influenced by your thoughts and beliefs. When you're acidic, your immune system is in constant attack mode which can create physical symptoms ranging from buildup of mucus to brain fog. This causes the body to go from being at ease via alkaline to becoming diseased via acidity, thus, symptoms from an immune attacking which takes lots of energy to do, which you would feel massive exhaustion. Not knowing why you feel that way puts you in a compromised position of not knowing, which can cause you to feel depressed. Your thoughts then get superstitious about what you might have caught from that partner, and that's when it happens. You then turn your words into reality by believing you have an STD. Well, yeah. You took your sexual energy, transmitted into your partner, they did the same with you, but you both were not at ease, you both were diseased from an acidic body. On that note, it leads me to also cover crushes. Having a crush on someone, or someone having a crush on you, is a very deep energetic attachment that could be affecting your wellness journey in detrimental ways. You or they are actively exchanging their energy unto you without even touching you, but their fears and disease could also be infiltrating your energy without both you and them knowing. We will touch more on this subject on our part 2 of this episode a little more deeper due to time restrictions we have right now so look out for that one coming soon. But more importantly, know that sexual energy is extremely powerful and high voltage that just like salt can enhance the flavor of their fears and issues or creativity and love unto you knowing this makes it easier for you to attract one or another sexual partner if you are in a low vibration you will attract low quality sexual partners while high vibration brings you high quality partners you can tell by taking that of the kind of guys or girls you keep attracting over and over again and they might remind you of your previous partner. If you find yourself doing this, you might want to re-examine the energy you're putting out while investing in your personal growth. In this society, we're trained to go from one relationship to another within a drop of a hat without taking the moment to learn from that previous relationship while learning about ourselves from a deeper spiritual cosmic level, then declare what you want out of yourself in order to attract a better you first, the better partner then almost certainly comes after. You see why I said you don't have to go out of your way to purchase hundreds of dollars worth of gimmicks, tricks, how-tos, five ways to make her squirt, him squirm, or the one sentence that would make him or her want you when you start investing in your sexual identity to know who you are from the divine. It's even found in biblical scriptures. Seek him first the kingdom of heaven, and all things will be added unto you, Matthew 6 36. To me that scripture means investing in your mind and the sexual intelligence within right now and everything you want in life requires knowledge that would come unto you at real time. This also means stop worrying about the future. Whatever you think might happen, fuck it, stop worrying about it, and know the knowledge will come to you at the right time when you cross that bridge. Some will ask, is heaven here, is heaven up there? Lo and behold that the kingdom of heaven is within you, Luke 17 21. To me, this means there's nothing outside of you that can add value to you, it's all within. Your heaven might be to attract all kinds of women or men to you and you have a plethora of sex partners to choose from. I'm not here to judge, if that's your heaven, remember where it's at. Within. As well as Albert Einstein's alleged quotes regarding going with the flow. A kid asked me a very complicated question which I had not time to answer. So I told him, why should I waste my time holding all that information when I can simply look it up in a book?" Unquote. These statements prove to me that trying to figure someone out by looking at sources outside of me was a waste of my energy and time. I spent so much money trying to learn the so-called tricks of the female mind and how to turn her on and all that jazz out of frustration and feeling hopeless. You see? Those are emotions of a low vibration. To their credit, it did work, for a while, at a cost however, I ended up attracting the wrong kind of girls. Later I came to learn that these programs was teaching me how to tap into the corporatized artificial stimuli of the typical American female. I did learn what turned her on subconsciously, however, it was a one-size-fits-all because in corporate America, in a feudalistic system, almost every life in America is a one-size-fits-all. Your feeling of hopelessness for not being able to get laid is profitable to a lot of corporations. Hey kid! Use this cream for your pimples so you look good enough for the girls or guys to want to fuck you. But every woman is different. That's where most, how to get in her pants easy, and attraction videos fail to mention. And maybe it's just me, but I find it funny how most of these so-called dating expert videos and how to programs all have blonde hair, blue-eyed white chicks sitting at some bar drinking a martini pretending to look at you. All of them. So if I was a blonde hair white chick I would find that offensive, like who the fuck you think I am, that I'm stupid and an alcoholic too. What are you trying to tell these guys? And if I was a black chick I would feel honored that this so-called, dating and pickup line expert, wouldn't stoop me down to that level, because I'm too intelligent to fall for that shit. I just notice things like that, I'm very observant. Soon after I figured myself out, it started to make sense. I acknowledged my sexual truth and existence, and I became in love with it. And everything started to make sense. And I know it will start making sense to you too. Next, how to start attracting real gorgeous women. The reason why I'm focusing on women regarding this episode in particular is because women are creators, innovators, and they produce life. Not just life of having a baby, they invent new life through ideas and inventions. Women are more powerful energetically than men, thus, more sensitive and receptive to spiritual connections. It's even proven that they listen to their guidance and intuition more sharply than men. Also, know that all women are gorgeous in their own way. You may not find them all attractive or they may not be your type, but they're someone else type, just like you are someone's type as well, and they may see you every day, sitting there, having a crush on you, and you have no idea, and they are ready to fuck you any day now, but you're too busy drooling over some other chick who can care less two fucks about you. Humanity is brutal and fucked up that way. Whether you think they are gorgeous or not, you start to attract all kinds of women and men out of nowhere. It happened to me, although I have life partners that I adore and is a huge fan of, women are still approaching me, wanting to talk to me, still trying to flirt in their own way. These are not just some random chicks, these are successful well-established women that I thought would have been way out of my league a decade ago. But I found my worth, I know who I am, and I expect to get exactly what I want with no compromise. These women love sex, they love talking about it, and they love expressing their sexuality, which surprised me due to my experience with women I knew a decade ago. Most older women I knew and currently know are very comfortable in their own skin, and they're all over 40. Most younger women in their 30s that I knew were experiencing finding themselves, figuring out their place in the world which we all do, which might be why they are more conservative and reserved with their sexuality which I highly respect and honor while, through experience, Older women tend to be more expressive and frisky. This does not mean older women are easy and younger women are a prude, and there's nothing wrong with younger or older women regardless of their sex life or the lack thereof, I'm only expressing women I personally met and had relationships with. One in particular educated me on feminism, LGBTQ, and she's an advocate for reproductive rights which I learned so much about. I was introduced to some very intelligent, smart, spiritual, yet horny and sexually aggressive women, some are even our business partners and staff, and their sexual energy helps the company come up with some amazing ideas for our clients. Keep in mind, I'm not trying to guilt women who feel they are not horny enough or their sexuality or sexual potency is shot due to an illness or age, these are serious issues that can, thankfully, be resolved and corrected. It all comes down to what we're paying attention to, and our belief systems. There is a huge laundry list of reasons why some women are suffering from these issues that's too much to mention here, but overall, it has everything to do with expectations from society, religion, their spouse, family, and their body image. Women have been under attack regarding their sexuality for, oh my goodness, I can't even count that far back, so they have a huge generational curse hanging on for dear life simply because they are a female. Men. And women who are attracted to women. Listen. You investing in yourself and your own sexuality is possibly one of the best things you can do for women all over the world, exploring your divine sexuality and who you are. The more you do that, the less you put expectations on women in your life, as well as a woman or women who will become part of your life later on. So much knowledge I was able to share with my life partners that improved their outlook on life, their body image, their mental health, their overall physical health, and their ability to have the greatest orgasms they have ever experienced. Because for women, sex and orgasms is a mental game. It starts off very slow, but then builds up over time. This is what you will experience with your personal growth, starts off very slow, but then builds up over time, which will help you relate to women even more. Finally, you will understand where she's coming from, sex-wise that is. And both women and men will notice. You will not have to reach out, or go to bars to pick up women or men or improve your game, or learn techniques to make her squirt, him squirm, or mesmerize him or her with your bank account, your energy, your aura will naturally affect them in ways they will not understand. They would be extremely attracted to you sexually in ways that would make her wet, or him hard when they see you, you will develop an attraction that is beyond their comprehension. They will not be able to stop thinking about you, and they would ask for your number. Part of my personal growth is sharing you stories of my past disasters in trying to date or pick up girls. I was that guy that begged for numbers to later realize she gave me the wrong number, on purpose. Imagine that, giving a billionaire the wrong number? She asked me if I worked or had a job and I told her, no. But that was all the questions she asked me. That was it for her, she gave me her, fake, number and bounced. But what she did not ask me was if I had my own business or company. So her priorities was not the man who managed other people to get the job done, she wanted a guy who was, being, managed, to get the job done, so she was not my type. In hindsight, she did me a favor, possibly saving me tons of money and years of stress, aggravation, drinking myself to oblivion and worse, fighting over child custody. Next, you will learn how to exercise discipline. Look, I get it. Getting attention from the most hottest women and men you could ever ask for is very tempting to a single guy and most women, and you want to fuck all of them. I do not blame you for wanting to dive deep into that sea of possibly good pussy and cocks all around you. I absolutely get it. I need you to understand that I overstand the temptation, and you want to go raw dog on all of them. I would tell you to go ahead. But, you would then renege everything you worked hard for to get where you are now. You have no idea what's going on in their heads, and what they've been through or currently going through. You are seeing Zoloft, Zaprexa and possibly baby daddy and mama issues all over their faces. Again, not trying to bash anyone with depression or having domestic issues, but these symptoms are bred from trauma that are not faced, addressed and healed, and become energetic swamps that is holding stale, stagnate energy, and you're going to get it all over you. Just make damn sure that Medusa pussy and demon dick is so good that you don't mind being turned to stone stuck in the same old dimension or possessed repeating the same old cycle that makes you hate life everyone in it. Part of discipline is calculating the risk-reward factor of your decisions. You know who you are and what you want, is fucking these women and men carry more energetic risks of interfering with your overall goals and agenda? Do you need to be on top of your game both physically and mentally to achieve a goal or mission? If so, exchanging energy with these women and men could stagnate your energy and jeopardize your entire mission, thus, lose a sale, a client or your overall business. Yes, I love sex, and I love to fuck. I am my own famous porn star with my own alter ego that I gave myself. I love teasing, foreplay, and love 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 giving pleasure. I can't even describe to you how much I love fucking and having sex. I love being dominant, sometimes submissive, and edging. I am not ashamed of my body, I love it so much, I constantly see how far sex can take me. Some people like to get fucked up on alcohol, some do it with drugs. I like to get fucked up on fucking, because I am the drug that sex addicts yearn for. One of my favorite things to do is practice sex discipline and orgasm denial, and one of the ways to do that is during consensual BDSM sessions or bondage discipline. Sadism and misogyny role-playing that is done with those you energetically trust and is practiced under written consent by all involved, and restraints and devices are used. The practice stimulates certain parts of the body that invokes intense sexual pleasure up to the point of climax before an orgasm, but we cannot, under any circumstances, orgasm. Although it's fun to come and have an orgasm, it stops the fun. The point of the game is to chase the orgasm, the high, then stop before reaching the edge. You'd want to make your quote-unquote, slave or servant, putty to your commands and the sensations, melt into the ecstasy and obey you, but they cannot, under any circumstances or reasons, release, no matter how much they beg. Toys and devices are used and deployed to induce the most intense sexual stimulation the body can, not, handle, but they better not come. We have to tease each other all night without coming, but if you do, there are severe consequences, which is for me to know and you to find out. When it comes to the punishment or what you will do during the session is left to your own imagination, for you should never let your left hand know what your right is doing, or vice versa. The purpose of this is to build up our sexual hunger, lust and desire, then visualize our desires in business and life. At first, I had a hard time with this because we were so fucking horny as fuck, but as we invested in ourselves, increasing our sexual intelligence, I learned to channel that energy into creating new ideas for business and life which so happen to be one of them is what you're listening to right now. So to recap. Stop chasing girls or guys, their energy is not worth it. There is a reason why they have not gotten back to you. Why would you want that energy around you? Lack of communication, just ghosting you? Why would you want that shit in your life? Wake the fuck up and leave them be. Invest in yourself right now but learning how to channel your sexual energy into ideas and creativity. If you must hire a prostitute or hooker to get some pussy now, then do it, but be aware of the consequences of sharing all of their deep energetic trauma that goes with it. You can develop unreal, supernatural attraction from high-quality women when you learn about who you are and your being a sexual intelligent consciousness. Identify what you want and expect to get just that without wavering on anything less, this includes what you believe is the most beautiful woman or handsome man or men to have in your life. Real genuine women and men are drawn towards someone like you who knows who you are and has a plan and goal, while executing on those plans and goals. There is something about a man and woman with a plan that drives her and him wild. I have personally known gorgeous accomplished women who was wondering why they were so drawn to a particular person. I later came to learn that they both were very successful in their respective fields, and took personal growth very seriously. Who cares who drive what or what kind of car or money they have, the point is, they was drawn to someone and didn't know why. That is the kind of attraction you want to put out, an aura of attraction that women or men cannot understand. They cannot put their finger on why they find you so attractive, and that's the best kind of attraction. Trust when I say, you do not, under any circumstances want things, money, stuff, to make you attractive, for things and stuff are temporary and grows out of style very quickly, especially in a society of a very short attention span. But one thing that never goes out of style as a matter of fact becomes more innovative and trendy is your vibe. You want your energy to attract that creates a deeper satisfying sexual experience. Just imagine, a girl that goes out with a guy because he's a stud or he's popular or he's a celebrity or he drives a nice car or have plenty of money is going to become very miserable because she's fucking his bank account. She's sleeping with his job, she's in bed with his popularity and fans. She's shacking up with his car, but she is not getting high-quality toe-curling back-to-back spontaneous eye-rolling ahagio mind-numbing back-arching leg-shaking squirting climaxes and orgasms. The sex is bland and boring, because her so-called, stud guy, decided to invest more in trying to look good, and impress her with materialism instead of the energetic magic of knowing who he is. That's why I say to you, those girls who rejected you did, you a favor, because they have no idea what they are missing. You're a dangerous sexual ninja most girls and guys don't see coming, but a real woman and man feel you coming. And even if you so happen to fuck one of these girls or guys out of pity, make sure you clear your energy from them after. Now. Do I have a program to sell to you on how to get laid with the hottest women, or get them to sleep with you tonight? Fuck no. I have a successful business promoting wellness solutions to hundreds of thousands of loyal clients I'm writing this as part of my giving back to any eyes who's willing to read and ears who's willing to listen and learn because I know who pays me. I have so much respect for women all over the world too much for me to sell something that cheap and degrading to have you look down on them, treating them like property and manipulate their minds to like you knowing damn well they wouldn't still give a fuck about you prior to using any of those techniques. It's not natural and it's dangerous. I'm literally telling you to leave your crush alone if she is not seeing you like that, bro. Leave her be disconnect your energy from her now. Yes, I know it hurt. I feel you. I wasted almost my entire teen years obsessing over some nurse chick I met and swore up and down when I become eighteen we would be together. It didn't work out, and it was painful that I wasted all those years to experience that, and I was angry with myself, but it was a painful yet valuable lesson. Yes, she was about thirteen years my senior. And I find it ironic that I ended up in a relationship with a beautiful woman around her age. Leave your crush alone who finds you weird and obnoxious. Leave her alone. It may not seem like it now, but there is a woman out there that deserves your love, and your crush ain't one of them. Your crush is disposable in the love rack, leave her be. You might be above her league, she's just not telling you. Why would she? And again, to you who consider yourself a guy trying to attract women or a particular woman, I'm telling you to invest in your spiritual and energetic growth starting right now. Women all over the world now more than ever need a man like you to invest in your personal growth, stat. You will be that ultra-rare type that women are starving for, both mentally, emotionally and sexually. Because it starts in the soul, which justifies the mind and energy, women who know themselves will tell you that their horny feelings always started in the mental first, before anything. I even had women tell me they had been with men who were pretty well endowed according to their standards, just to realize he had no fucking clue or idea on how to use it to please her. One friend of mine said, What good is it to have all that, look at it, like what you see, but he ain't hitting my spots. They said it was more annoying than pleasure. Women, seriously, no bullshit, you really need to be honest with men out there regarding this subject. Hurt his fucking feelings and bruise his ego if you have to, but we're talking about your motherfucking pleasure here—that you have every goddamn right to enjoy. Yet you are depriving yourself of something so sacred because you're afraid to hurt his goddamn feelings, bitch. Please, fuck his feelings, fuck his motherfucking ego, fuck that shit. He is going to be the one kissing, then telling his fucking friends how he so-called beat your pussy up. That's right, your fucking pussy up, and your ass didn't even have a goddamn orgasm yet all you got was a face full of cum and became a star on videos without getting paid for it. They would tell me a guy is more focused on his cock rather than paying attention to her needs through communication, not knowing where her clit was or what she really liked from a sexual standpoint. One particular friend once told me, he must have obviously gotten his sex education from porn because, if, he asked me what gets me hot and wet, I would have told him it drives me wild when you do this or that, which you will not see on Pornhub. Bet. Doing that alone made me come multiple times before a cock was even involved. But I bet porn doesn't show that now doesn't it? I would be a really bad porn actress then, she said to me while chuckling. Another close friend once said to me, vibes make me horny and turn me on. If your energy's on point and I resonate with it, it make me feel safe. That's what gets me wet and thinking about you and wanting to chill with you the most. You can be broke looking for a job or getting your business off the ground, you could be taking the bus all I care. You could be out of shape, even older than me, you can be gray and bald, you can even be shorter than me. If we have that connection and the vibe is right, my panties are coming off for you hands down, she concluded. This was a quote from one of my clients when we were discussing sexual wellness and what turns us on universally. So to recap the first part of this episode, the entire point is investing in who you are from an energetic, intelligent, Sexual being of light that's having an amazing human experience. Once you invest in your soul and spiritual growth, everything else follows, including surprising him or her of being the best lover he and or she has ever had. In closing, to answer the most controversial yet curious question that is asked from every guy and girl out there: Does size matter? Well, I personally know women who would admit that it depends. Some said it was important, while more mature women said it didn't matter however they both re-emphasized the importance on the way they use it that could send them to the stratosphere, proving that when knowing how to steer the boat in the ocean you can produce massive tsunami waves of climaxes and orgasms. However, just like you who are listening to this, every woman is different with her own unique likes and dislikes regarding sex, therefore, find themselves into diverse sizes based on their many years of experiences that helps them know which size or endowment is best for their unique sweet spots. Also, if he believes he is not blessed with the ability to attract due to feeling like he is not handsome or fit the idea Hollywood version of the sexiest man alive, or he's not a celebrity, he is more inclined to invest even more in how to come up with creative ways to get you to that ultimate O. On the other hand, if porn give you the impression that a particular type of physical specimen or sex position is what every single woman wants, and that alone makes her squirt or scream in pleasure then you have corporatized every woman into a one-size-fits-all product with no uniqueness that make any man work ten times harder to learn, her, uniqueness. So, if it's true that women like the same thing, then that rests the case of every single dude that believes porn and pick-up artists is contributing to the world presenting the same old technique over and over again. There's absolutely nothing else new to learn. That's all you're going to believe and depend on to make her orgasm, while again, ignoring her unique sexual energy. We'll touch more on this on Part 2 of this topic in a future podcast, however, whether you like it big, average or none at all, it's imperative that you listen to Part 2 of this episode, and to know that as you invest in your own identity, communication on what he or she likes comes to you automatically like a divine download sync straight from the cloud of God. You do not want to miss Part 2 of this episode. We will finish off with this one knowing that will not only make you terribly and insanely desirable to countless men and or women— but create even a celebrity-like glow where high-quality people would do everything to be in your presence, while respecting your privacy. Stay tuned. Tefs Uncut.